Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, difficult, and fun conversations surrounding everyday life and relationships while navigating the waters of faith. So, Philia, what are we talking about today? Well, Yemi, we are still in the season of the Power of Parables, where we take a closer look at the parables of Jesus Christ, and we put a current spin on it. Now, Jesus had the wisdom to simplify these profound spiritual truths with humanity in the form of these relatable stories that are a lot easier for us to understand. Now, today, the parable of the dishonest manager will be taken from the book of Luke, chapter 16, verses 1 to 15. I will be using the NIV version, but please feel free to use any version of your choice. Now, in telling this parable, Jesus challenges the children of the light to measure up in wisdom, realizing that they stand before God with the final judgment to come. So it begins. Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him and asked him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be manager any longer. The manager said to himself, what shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do so that I won't lose my job here. People will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each one of his master's debt debtors. He asked the first, how much do you owe my master? 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, take your bill, sit down quickly and make it 450. Then he asked the second, and how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, take your bill and make it 800. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than they are people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into the eternal dwellings. Whoever can't be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will have the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and, and money. Now, the Pharisees who loved money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. Amen. 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 Wow. This uh, parable really talks about integrity, you mm -hmm. know, for me. I think that what Jesus is basically saying in this parable is that anything that you do in hiding, you know, when someone isn't looking is what you will do when people are. So it's like the idea that, and that's what integrity is. Integrity really relies on 
what you do when, when no one is looking, right? So it's like, he's basically comparing this idea that you have to, you have to be, he's basically saying that you have to use money wisely, you know, don't be dishonest with it because in your dishonesty, that's how you will not be um, acting righteously and, and doing the things that God wants for you. This is what I see in this parable. Yeah, I mean, I think this is an interesting parable because when Jesus is telling the parable, it's actually meant for the Pharisees, right? And they're standing around and they're overhearing. And I loved when Jesus said, because I think Jesus is so funny sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. After he tells this parable, he says, um, I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when it's gone, you will be welcomed into eternal right. dwellings. Really Obviously, he's being sarcastic right. because how will you use worldly, worldly wealth, wealth to get in eternal life? eternal life, right? So he's pretty much <laughs> saying like, yeah, you're sure with your money. You're doing all right. these things with your money. You're right. chasing after money and these are things of the world. But keep doing that right. because surely that will help you get into heaven. Right. And it's, it's the sarcasm for me because right. it's like, no, it's not right like like you said integrity mm -hmm. like what you do in the dark will be will be shown in the light right. so you're you're hiding money behind your master's back when it comes time for account you're gonna do the same thing you're gonna start cheating again right, right. the guy right. cheated his master in the front and then and when he, he got caught he continued he to cheat right the same thing. Exactly. because he wanted a benefit for himself he was a selfish selfish person person right. and jesus is pointing out this hypocrisy because it doesn't serve God, right? right? Whoever loves um, loves money will hate God, right? Because you can't chase after money first and say that you love God. Right. You chase after God first, you know, and all things will be added, will be on, added to on to you. God will give you. So, yeah. you know, I, I like this parable in, teach, in, in a teaching way because we are in this world, right? You know, when he says that um, people of this world world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind mm -hmm. than are people of the light, right? We are in this world. And sometimes we think we need to be shrewd, right? right. We think we need to be deceptive or deceitful when, when operating with one another mm -hmm. because that's the way of the world, right? Mm -hmm. You hide your, you hide one hand. You don't show Until all your other, cards. Right? Right? People will tell you, don't show all your cards. Don't do all this thing. But People of the light are honest, they're upfront, they're right. open, and you think that, oh, they got got, you know, or they should never say anything. And plenty of people are like, why did you, why, why did you, why were you honest? And I'm just like, uh, because I'm not a dishonest person. Right. 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 right? While I don't have to tell everyone mm -hmm. everything, if you ask me, I'm gonna tell the truth because mm -hmm. I'm not a dishonest person by nature. And so it's kind of like how do you, you can't balance both, right? Like if you're a dishonest person and you think that you're doing it for gains, then you're being dishonest with God, essentially. That's really good. That's really good. I really agree with you. I remember watching this documentary of a young man in, I think it was in Rwanda and he used to go to the market um, with his bike, you know, his bicycle. And this is back, you know, in, in Africa. And he found this big bag of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he was poor. He didn't have enough money to go to school. And he took this bag of money to his aunt and said, this belongs to someone. We'll save it if they ever ask. And he had that money for a year untouched. Mind you, they, they lived in a shack house. They barely made money in the market. And again, he did not have money to go to school. 
So about a year later, it was going around in town that this person is looking for. I think he may have seen it or heard it somewhere like on the radio at the market. And he found a way to go to the police station saying that he found this money. Now they're like, please, like you really found this money. Like it's impossible. And when the person came to meet him and at the police department, uh, every single dollar was there and it was there for a whole year. And people, first of all, thought he was ridiculous. They said, you're ignorant. Look at you. You could be rich right now. You could be doing this. And he said, it doesn't belong to me, you know? And he was ridiculed by his friends, by everyone in his community. And in time, the person actually only gave him maybe a very small, um, I think like reward. a reward, like mm -hmm. it was barely nothing basically. And people said, look, that person only gave you, let's just say it was a hundred dollars and you found a hundred thousand dollars. And he said, it's not mine. And I'm grateful. The government heard of this story. This kid now had a full scholarship to like overseas. He's money was just pouring into this family. They got them built a new home. I mean, wow. the amount wow. of wealth that came for that one story of integrity, it just goes to show how like, first of all, that's just the work of God because mm -hmm. this, this mm -hmm. kid, could have easily done what most people would do. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he still looked be beyond that and just said, it doesn't belong to me. What does not belong to me does not belong to you. And it also shows that when God says what's for you is for you. Amen. And I think that story for me is sums up this entire parable. Oh man, yeah. Julia, that, that yeah. was poignant. That really hit home because Jesus says in uh, Luke 16, 10, mm -hmm. whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted yeah. with much. Whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. Yes. So how will God give you more if you're dishonest? Yeah. Right. You can't, you know, we want to be shrewd because that's the way of the world. Right. But being honest pays. Right. Because mm -hmm. like you said, what God has for you is for you. And, 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 you know, I'm not saying that this was a test. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not saying like God uses to test him. But in essence, God saw how honest he was mm -hmm. and blessed him mm -hmm. more than the person who owned it could have Correct. given him. Absolutely. Even Amen. if that person gave him all of it and said, you know what? All of it is yours right. because you returned it to me and right. I've already made this money back. Right. It still wouldn't be all the, the things same. that he got, yes. right? Because God opens doors and windows for people who oh. are faithful and trustworthy, yes. you know? And, and this is a, a big lesson for all of us mm -hmm. because I think there are times where I can be shrewd mm -hmm. because I, I'm in this world, right? right? I can't right. help it, right? Yeah. I, I follow the customs and characteristics of this world. Right but it doesn't serve me, right? right? What serves me is being good and honest. And if I have that integrity, it doesn't matter what happens. I feel good about myself. Mm. Mm. Like, I don't care what a reward is. I feel good because I was honest. Right. I didn't lie. I'm right. not doing things. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I should have never done that for this person because right. they weren't even nice. You know, like or I grateful. remember I, I found a phone mm. like nearby and, and at first I put the phone somewhere, right? It was in the middle of the street and I was like, you know what, let me move it to the side, you know, and let me put it behind this wall. So, you know, when the person comes looking for it, they'll find it, they'll call it and they'll hear it. Then I was like, you know what, I'm going to take it in my apartment because if someone, if someone else sees it, you know, even though I try to hide it, they'll take it. And I'll say, you know, what, let me take it in, took it in. The person put find my phone on it. So the person like put their number um, on the phone. If you found this phone, call this number. So I called the number. I say, hey, I found your phone. He was like, where was it? I was like, it's on the it was on the street, um, you know, on the street on this corner. He says, okay. I said, I'll meet you. Because it was right outside. I was like, I'll meet you on the corner. Give you the phone. So come meet him on the phone. And then someone comes by and says something to him. And then he just completely ignores me, starts having a conversation. 
not even, not even like a thing. I just walk away. I was just like, well, okay, you're welcome. <laughs> and then in my head, I'm like, I should have just left, left it right that on phone. the street, exactly. right? A car would have ran over it. Right. Or, you know, like I should, I should never help this guy right. because he's not even really grateful. But why am I looking for validation? Exactly. From him? I was going to say, yeah. it's so easy for us to look for validation from others because that's, that's living in the world that we are. It's mm -hmm. like we want people to, you know, to commend us for our good gestures, like, you know, the good Samaritan thing, you know, when really God made us for us to all be doing that anyway. Yeah. Like, why should we be, be, be commended for something good? Yeah. You know, but it, it's it's like people frown upon us sometimes because I remember like there would be times where. I'm going shopping and I'm holding something in my hand, like something small, like lipstick, for instance. I wouldn't put it in the cart because it will fall right through. So I'll be holding it in my hand, paying for everything, walk out the store, realize, oh, I have this lipstick in my hand. Go back and be like, oh, I'm sorry you didn't bring this up. And even the cashiers are like, oh, you came back for that? Like, why did you just leave? But it's like, no, I'm not going to do that because... I always feel like if I do it, I'm going to lose more in it. It's like just this thing inside of me that says, nah, it's what for an $8 lipstick or 10, mm -mm, yeah, yeah. Good, I'll lose a hundred, you know, or something yeah. like that. So for me, it's, it's the same thing. And um, I just like that feeling of knowing that I did something right. And it didn't matter if my boss is looking or whatever. It's like, you're going to put it back or you're going to do what's right because it feels good to do what's right. And yes, there are times where, Sometimes I'm like, God, I wish I could, you know, do like in the movies and find money in a garbage can, you know, like drug money or something that someone threw away and find it in a garbage can. Man, I would be doing so much with it. But that's what happened to this this kid in Rwanda and he returned it. I don't know if the time I'm wishing for it, if I saw it, would I say, oh, this belongs to someone? Because then you start to justify, well, it's drug money. So I wouldn't mm. return it because, you know, you start justifying the sin. You know, it's like so. So that's the reason why. I think that this is something that we all need to take account of and also be really, um, I would say, purposeful yeah. in our intentions because it, because that's the only way that we can we can do what God is asking us to do. So. I love that you brought up that we, <laughs> we try to rationalize mm -hmm. things in our worldly view, right? <laughs> Instead of our godly view. Right. And God God gives us these answers right. and these, you know, parables, right? That's why we use these parables because mm -hmm. we, we definitely learn from them. And if we're making, you know, trying to justify things by rationalization of the world, mm -hmm. then we're getting it all wrong. Right. Like right. obviously at the beginning you'd be like immediately no. Because first of all, <laughs> we're spending time thinking about a drug deal. Right, right, right. right. Like, Think about God first, right? And right. if you if you work and practice in putting God first in all things, mm -hmm. that will be your go-to immediately. And if that's your go-to immediately, you can probably bet that you're going to do the right thing, right. right? If you're like, well, what you know, that whole thing, what would Jesus do, WWJD? <laughs> like, think about it, right? Like, if right. we always said, what would Jesus do? We'd probably pick the right that's thing. That's true. That's but true. a lot of times our mind gets clouded. We forget to ask, what would Jesus do? We start asking ourselves, like, well, what would other person, you know, right. we start thinking, about, well, what would that other right. person do? And we're measuring the person who's of this world. Right. Like, what if it was the situation was reversed? Would that person do it for right. me? Like, we're always doing that. And we making justifications based off of the way of the world. Right. But God called us to be set apart. Right. 
we're still in this world. We still, you know, we have to see and interact with people of the world, mm -hmm. but God still wants us to be set apart. Mm -hmm. In fact, he asks us to be salt. He asks us to be the seasoning. He asks us to be the flavor. So when we do interact with people of the world, we can be examples for them. Mm -hmm. That they can see our light right. and they can be like, oh, that was the right thing to do. Right. You know, instead right. of that could never be me. Right, right. <laughs> be right. Like, you know, I see you in hell. That can never be me, right? <laughs> right. I'm like being um being in hell never could be me, right? right? Like it's like, you know, even you know, even if you get criticized, mm -hmm. we can't hold ourselves to the standard of the world and what other people think when that's not our ultimate goal. Right. If we say that we are practicing Christians, mm -hmm. our ultimate goal is to be kingdom minded, kingdom oriented, kingdom, kingdom practicing, practicing people yes. and enter eternal life. Wow. And so that has to be all of our actions. Right. All encompassing. And, yes. And yes. it's hard, right? Because we live here, we consume everything. Right. And the way the devil works, like everything, mm -hmm. everything is orchestrated for us to keep our minds off, off of, God of God and keep our minds <laughs> on the things of the world. Truly, yes. money, yes. you know, material things. We chase, chase, chase after all these things. Right. And it's not that God won't give it to us, but we need to put him first. first. That's what he says. Put him first and all things will be added wow. on to you. Wow. 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 I think that this was um, such an amazing parable because it's it's just, it focuses it focuses on all the levels of what you should and should not do, mm -hmm. you know, and, and also gives us a real criteria on how to act in a case like this. You know, if you think of God and put God first, you will do the right thing mm -hmm. and, and you will be able to transport yourself from this worldly way of doing things. Because if you think of everything in the spiritual realm, or a realm, you will actually inadvertently will act differently. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. And that's why we have to change and renew our mind. Oh, daily. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Yes. This was a great parable. I mean, like, <laughs> honestly, I've, I've heard this parable before and I've always, you know, people say you can't love money and right. you can't serve two masters. Right. And I've always thought about it, but I've always like kind of put it, eh, you know, God doesn't want me to be poor anyway, I right? Think it like, means more now. Like it's, it does mean more. I really like, feel like I understand it, it a yes. little bit more, Amen. and I think that's why we're doing this thing because mm -hmm. we're we're reading, we're digesting, we're dissecting, dissecting. we're we're thinking about it, yes. and we're applying it. Yes, right. When you ponder on something, you actually try to make a change in your life, yes. and I think this is yes. going to help me make a change. Yes, absolutely, sis. I truly believe that, and I hope that you all listening to this will also use this in your daily life. Amen. Amen. So stay tuned for announcements and prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today on the parable of the dishonest manager. We hope that you enjoyed the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast on the parable of the rich man and Lazarus found in the book of Luke chapter 16 verses 19 to 31. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, July 27th at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle, so follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, 
our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with family, friends, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now, let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. We also believe that our prayers are strengthened in numbers. So we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Father God, we thank you. We glorify you. We give you honor and praise. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your presence. According to Matthew 18, 20, when two or more are gathered in your name, you are present. Father, we look to you today to strengthen us, to give us guidance and wisdom in this world, in this life, so that we are obedient to you and that we may have the promise of everlasting life. Father God, We were born into this world, but we are not born of this world. You have called us to be set apart. We are redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, we may struggle with the ways of the world, but your word, your living word is a testament of who and who we should be and what we should do. Father, help us so that we may focus on you and your word above the ways and culture of this world. 1 John 2, 12 to 17 says, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in this world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of possession is not from the Father, but it is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Father, you have called us to abide forever. Father, help us separate ourselves from the ways of the world and the culture of the world. So we do not fall trapped to trying to justify the things of our lives and and the action and our actions by measuring ourselves to the ways of the world. Instead, let us abide by the kingdom of God's rules and principles and measure ourselves according to your word. Romans 12.2 says, do not be conformed of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Father God, Help us to retain your word. Give us guidance and direction so that we can meditate on your word daily. Let your living word come to life in our lives so that we may recall this is exactly what God said. This is what exactly what God is calling me to do. Let us never be too far from you that we may not hear your word. Open our ears to hear and our eyes to see your will and your way. Cause us to walk in integrity, oh, Father God, the integrity of the kingdom of God and not in the shrewdness that cultivates and permeates in this world. If we seek after the riches of the world, we will be we may be rich in this life. But poor in the next. Oh, Father God, we want the wealth of your kingdom. 
We want access to eternal life. We cannot store up wealth here and use that to get into heaven. For the gates of heaven open to the good deeds and obedience dedicated to God. Proverbs 11.3 says the integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. Let us not be destroyed by being crooked, by being shrewd, by saying these are the things of the world. This is how you must operate. But instead, let us have up integrity so that we are guided in everything we do by your will and your way. Proverbs 21.3 says to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than to sacrifices. Father God, we know you value righteousness. Let us prosper and be in the business of righteousness. Let us do good for others, for your kingdom, for your sake. Finally, Philippians 4.8 says, Brothers, sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about those things. Father, let us focus on the good and your way and your will and your righteousness. Let it be the focal point in our lives so that we have something to look we have something to separate the good from the bad so that we have a guide for our life. Oh, Father God, I pray for intervention of the Holy Spirit right now and those who are struggling with being creatures of the world instead of creatures of the light, those who are called by your name. Father God, as Christians, we follow the steps that Jesus has put in front of us. It is hard when we see and hear the things of the world, but Father God, we can be strong and have faith in knowing that you are a good God who takes care of his children here, that we don't need to be corrupt. We don't need to lie. We don't need to play games because as a child of God, we are taken care of. We are called to be set apart. We are called to be examples. We are called to be disciples. We are called to encourage others to the righteous path. So Father, we use Jesus Christ as an example and we pray that people can use us as an example to help them strengthen and seek righteousness and seek the kingdom of God first. I pray for all these things. I pray for intervention. I pray for your word to permeate and meditate in our mind. I pray for your love to set us apart. And I thank you for your glory and your mercy. According to Matthew 18, 19, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, it will be done by our father in heaven. So we asked all of you to say amen, amen, amen. In Jesus name, amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. We love you and we'll catch you next week. Bye.